Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You listen to the AZ Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. Now joined by Mr. William Brad Alice. I'm Mike Luke. Hello, William. How you doing? I'm good. Well, long time no see. Uh, we talked about on Saturday. Uh, it was good to see Uncle Kev. I uh, appreciate everybody that came out to tap and bottle. But we're going to talk a lot of fo- basketball here. But we're going to start off with a little bit of football and then get to hoops. Um, Brad, I think at this point it's fair enough to say a couple things about uh, Arizona right now that the offense is good. The offense can definitely put up points on a lot of different teams, um, and the defense is going to struggle, and it's going to struggle all season. Yeah, and I think, you know, look, anyone who thought the defense was going to be really good this season just wasn't paying attention. Um, they're worse than I thought they'd be. Um but not, but about as bad as I feared they'd be, if that makes sense. Right. Um, you know, we knew they were lacking at, at a lot of positions. Uh, we had hoped that, you know, a guy like Savea and Eccles could come in and shore up a lot of things. And Eccles has been a pleasant uh, surprise. Um, we finally saw Warnell come in and do some things uh, for the first time this season. So that's nice. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're just, yeah, you know, unfortunately, Jalen Harris is good, not great. We hoped he would make a leap. He he kind of didn't. Um, you know, the linebacking core, I think we thought, uh, you know, one of these transfers would come in and, and step up next to Jerry Roberts. Instead, right. you got uh, the Jacob Manu uh, experiment, which probably won't pay dividends until next year. I do um, like him, though. I think there is I something to work with for sure. He's fine. He's just, you know, he's he's an 18-year-old kid. Right. Uh, who needs another year in the weight room and who's always going to be small. Um, you know, the the cornerbacks just aren't good enough, especially opposite Roland Wallace. Um, whether it's Stukes or, or Rutherford, the, 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 and we knew a lot of this. Right. You know, we had hoped that some of the guys they added uh, could bolster. And again, maybe they can get something out of 
Warnell here down the stretch. But at the end of the day, you know, if you look at the transfers they've brought over the last few years, um, enough of them aren't difference makers. Um, and if you look at the young guys, they're just not quite ready. You know, at some point, maybe you do throw out Price Soccer or one of those guys to see what they can do opposite Roland Wallace. Um, because right now, Stukes is okay. Uh, and I think we kind of at the point, too, like with where you know, like in the secondary, Christian Young, you know, everybody was talking about how he was going to, you know, be this guy. Not really that dude. Um, Jackson Turner's had some moments for sure. Uh, Christian Roland Wallace, like you named, is good. You do wonder, though, at some point, though, uh, especially in the secondary, you start throwing out some of the younger guys at some point there and just kind of like, you know, they did back in the early 90s. Again, don't want to compare this to the swarm. But you know what? If we're going to struggle, we're going to take our lumps with young kids. Yeah, I mean, at, at some point, you do have to just make that roll those dice. And I, I, maybe you're not ready to. Maybe you don't. And I don't know enough about these young guys to know how their mental makeup is. And maybe it's something where you don't want them to lose confidence. You don't right. want them to um, – and it's no slam on, on those kids. Some kids don't need to be put in bad positions. Other kids like to sink or swim. Right. And even if they sink, they're going to use it. And then, you know, just kind of my feeling on a guy like Manu, and there's some other guys like that on this defense – They'd rather get out there and get get their nose bloodied a little bit and, and come back strong the next time than not play at all. Um, but other guys, and, and, and you know, and especially corners, the best corners have short memories. But um, some guys, you know, if you continuously let them fail, uh, can lose that confidence, which is key to being a corner too. So would I like to see him play? Yeah, but I'll, I'll trust the coaches to know when, when to put him out there. Well, offensively, though, and then we're going to begin to some basketball because there's obviously a lot of big news coming on. But offensively, Brad, this is a team that um, all the, the you've got three receivers. And again, we've talked about them quite a bit, but you've got three receivers that are really, really good. Um, T-Mac, I think it's fair to say this was his. If it wasn't his breakout performance, if he's already had one, fair enough. But I think this is the game where people realize just how special he is. They're going to be able to score points on anybody. And Delora, while not great, is very good. The offense, to me, is better than I expected. And I expected it to be decent. But it's a, it's an above-average offense, for sure. Especially because they don't run the ball gr great. Right. They run right. it okay. They're better than I thought they'd be. Uh, I, I will say that. Um you know, if you notice, uh, suddenly there's a lot less criticisms of the play calling, uh, right? Because they, it's it's about execution. It's not about play calling. Um, you know, Delara is good enough to be frustrating mm -hmm. um, because he has shown flashes of being even better than he is. Uh, the fact that he's doing it without a running game, the fact that he's doing it, frankly, with just four pass catchers. Um, right. That's my I guess. My biggest concern long term is where are the other guys? I mean, it really is the the three, and then if you want to throw in uh, uh, McLaughlin. But, right. you know, we haven't seen Kevin Green. We haven't seen Jamari Joyner. We haven't seen, uh, you know, uh, a an A.J. Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah, you know, we've seen the big three, and that's about it. Right. Um, now, when you've got three dominant receivers like that, and, again, that's – a very NFL thing, right? Uh, look sure. at the production of your top three receivers in most NFL offenses. It's number four and five who dip greatly and are used more on special teams. 
But uh, yeah, I would like to see a little more production. But again, when you have those three, it, it's hard to argue with the results. And again, in most games, 39 should be enough. Right. Um, and how many wins for this team, Brad, right now? At the end of the season, you put on your Brad Stradamus hat right now. How many wins does Arizona finish with? I would say four with the possibility of five. Yeah, I agree with that. I and, you just, know what? and it's just a schedule thing. I mean, right. if you're going to pick one off that, that might be the surprise, it's UCLA. As good as UCLA looks right now, these are the type of UCLA teams that have traditionally lost to Arizona, right. but usually not in the Rose Bowl. Right. Um, USC is really good. Uh, and Utah's Utah and Utah USC better. are kind of non-starters for me and as far as – right. By then, you might be hard-pressed to pick off WSU. Right, for sure. Um, now, maybe it's the Delara Bowl. Maybe he's motivated. Um, and then ASU is ASU. And it, it, you know, suddenly that's a, a more interesting game with the way they've played uh, you know, against Washington – but uh, yeah, so yeah, this is a team that I, I think at least one more, maybe two more, but I, I wouldn't, I don't see them sneaking into a bowl, but I, I didn't before the season. Right. I, and in many ways, this team is kind of exactly where I thought they'd be at this point. Right. All right, let's get to some hoops talk here. But two things Four Peaks Brewery, the official brew of PHNX Sports. Um, great things going on in Tempe right there. If you want to go there and, you know, they got great watch parties going on, or if you want to come to the watch parties, which William has come to two times, I really, really appreciate it. Four Peaks Brewer is at Tap and Bottle. Really appreciate it. Um, enjoy responsibly 21 and up, uh, check the link in the description and more furniture. More furniture is completely redone. The entire PHNX studio looks absolutely amazing. MORfurniture.com. Check it out. Really good stuff going on there. You're looking for a remodel or anything. This is the place to go. All right, Brad, I want to, uh, last year, Tommy Lloyd was pretty ahead of the curve when he was talking about his team and about where Arizona, he thought that they could land. I want to, I'm going to play this clip for you right here. Uh, this is me asking him last year about last year's predictions and if he has any predictions for this coming year. Who's interrupted? Oh my gosh! In a second, see, that's what I have to deal with. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I you know, just because you know, I think we have a good team doesn't you know guarantee anything. Um, but I, but I love the pieces we have, and and I think we're going to be a hard out. There's no doubt about that. As far as you know, you know making bold predictions or things of that. I mean, Christian as a defensive player of the year was not a bold prediction, by the way. I mean, that's, I mean, no, 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 no credit needed. Um, and, um, you know, but I bet, I bet I think Pella could, could, you know, make a push for that this year. You know, I think Pella is a, a, an elite perimeter defender. Um, and, you know, I, I think he can make that kind of impact. Yeah, this that's a coach right there, Brad, that I think is comfortable with his personnel. And he I don't think that he is BSing at all when he's talking about that. No, and I think if you look at it, if, if everyone makes the jump that you hope they can make, especially when you've built a coaching staff on development, um, it's not hard to see why you don't think you can be and maybe not quite as good as last year, but a top four seed, top three seed. Right. Um, one of the rankings came out today. One of the, I think it was a Ken Palm or one of those. Mm -hmm. Had him 10th. Right. Uh, AP has him 17th. Right. Um, so that's a lot of faith in this team that lost a lot, but kept a lot and brought in a lot. Um, 
to me, I think the two, the more I think about it, I think the two biggest pieces to, to figure out how good they are are the two transfers. Right. If Ramey is a, at least in the conversation for all conference honors, and Henderson is an above average Pac-12 player. Right. Arizona's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, because again, I'm going to assume Cabellus is back to his old form. Right. I'm going to assume that we get a, a slightly better version of Pellas. Like no, you mentioned Brad. You mentioned you mentioned Tabellus. Here's a Tabellus clip where he was talking about, and people forget about this. Let's hear about let's hear from Azulis real quick. And he's talking about his freshman experience going against the Mobley brothers. Yeah, and I was I was surprised he got the third pick, you know, and right. I was like, oh man, I just dropped like thirty on him. <laughs> right, right. But no, I know that I can be I can be a good player and I just want to be a good player. I want to be. I want to have more, more rebounds. Maybe like eight, nine rebounds a game. You know. People forget again. Evan Mobley, one of the best young defensive players in the NBA. Mister uh, uh, Azulis Tabellis dropped thirty and eight on him as a freshman. Yeah, I mean, people forget. In many ways, it, it, it's kind of the Hassan Adams senior year. People forget how well Adams was playing before he quit playing well. Right. Um, and I'm hoping that's not Tubelis's career. By the way, did you, I picture the Tubelis brothers, Pella Larson and Kirk Reese going to parties, mm-hmm. just walking in the door, and he's like, that is your boyfriend? I yeah. said, no, that is not your boyfriend. He's not good enough. And then, you know, Curry <laughs> says over there going, doing his little Justin Bieber look. Yeah, I just think, I imagine they terrorize uh, uh, fraternities and sorority parties across campus. But yeah, Zoo is, is again, if he can regain his form, and he was hurt last year. People right. that. People just think he shied away from contact. No, he had that high ankle sprain, which is a, right. a pretty nasty injury. Um, but again, if he regains that form, he's going to be, uh, again, in the conversation for conference player of the year. And again, that gives Arizona a star that I think people forget he was because there was so much attention around Matherin, right? right. Dallin Terry was such a fun story and, and, and really a charismatic kid. Right. Uh, and Coloco as well is a great story. They forget that Tabellas just happened to be probably the second best player on the team. Right. So, and then, all right, let's talk about who could be that second best player then. Our guy, Matt Muehlbach, who showed up again. Thanks, Matt, for being a, uh, for showing up there, the uh, tap and bottle watch party. Matt says that he believes that Pella is an NBA player. I have zero credibility when it comes to Pella Larson because last year I thought that he was terrible and then he became good. Um, if Pella Larson can emerge as an all-conference type player, which again, I'm skeptical of, but again, take, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. Um, I do believe that uh, this team can be some real problems if he can become that type of player. Yeah, if he's that type of player, this becomes a very interesting team. Right. Um, and a very dangerous team, because I keep saying interesting, but dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, if you th- look at Pella Larson, he, by the end of the year, again, was the sixth man of the year in the Pac-12. Right. He missed the entire preseason. Right. Not only does he have the full preseason, he's not getting over an injury, but he played for Team Sweden at the U.S. U21s, right. I think mm-hmm. it was. And he, U- and he acquitted U20. himself very well. Yeah, played very well. So I'm not expecting that type of leap 
But if he can just be a consistent, if he can be a guy who's good enough that you can't kick him out of the starting lineup because he's such a good defender and uh, an offensive threat, then again, that makes Arizona dangerous because I think that's the one spot, that wing position, that's the biggest question for Arizona right now. Right. And Courtney Ramey, let's talk about him a little bit. He to me is, uh, he's not an Adama ball type wild card, but he is interesting though, because you look at his junior year at Texas averaged a little over 12 points per game over three assists shot about 40% from the field and was an all conference type defensive player. If you can get 12, if you can get those kind of numbers while being an all conference type defensive player, that's another guy. Uh, again, there's a lot of pieces here because so many guys are new. So many guys you're looking at a possible leap. He's another one that you throw right in there as well. If he is a better version of Kyer. Yeah. Yeah. Then you're okay. Mm-hmm. If he is a guy who's a legit second or third option because he's that good, then again, Arizona is dangerous. Right, and, th- and that's to be the difference between Arizona being a four or five seed, a six seed, and Arizona being a two or three seed. Right, And it's really the guard play. How good is Ramey? How good is Larson? How good is Henderson? And do you get anything out of Boswell? Right. Um, I'm jo- going to just assume we have a slightly better version of Kirk Risa. I'm not even really counting on him making a drastic improvement. I think he could. But if these other guys are able, and I, I throw ball into that group too, if they're able right. to combine to be Kyer, Matherin, and Terry, right, exactly, then Arizona's dangerous. If right. not, then Arizona's just good, and 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 that's not a bad thing to be because this is sort of a transition year. But we're going to figure out pretty quickly: can Tommy Lloyd be the kind of guy who can co- constantly reload? Or does he have to rebuild? Again, rebuilding in Arizona is different than rebuilding anywhere else outside of, you know, isn't, three or four teams in the West. Isn't that um, the, Brad, isn't it the ultimate kind of compliment to where, um, and again, Joseph Davis, great point right here. We're going to get back to, we'll get to Ballo, Ballo here in just a second. But isn't it, isn't it the ultimate kind of compliment to Tommy Lloyd, though, that you could lose a, you could lose a player like Ben Matherin, a Dalen Terry, and a Christian Coloco, and, You've got a lot of question marks, but people still expect you to be a top 20 team. That to me is when you become more of a program again, where people say, all right, it's Arizona basketball. They're going to have pieces. They'll figure it out. I think it's a credit to Lloyd and his style. Cause I want to, I, I feel like this was the biggest knock on Miller. Miller was such a regimented coach and it's not a bad thing. Right. But he oftentimes tried to put, talent that didn't fit into a system as opposed to taking a lesser guy that fit in a more Mm -hmm. wide open system. You're able to kind of just grab talent as long as they're able to have that basic skill set. So if you go, you know, can you, in his system, you can go big, you can go athletic, you can go small. Whereas in Miller's really, it was that disciplined. As I've said, Miller is a very good system coach who couldn't always make the pieces fit a lot, you know, so, you know, Alonzo Trier is a really outstanding basketball player. Didn't fit his system. Right. But Miller, instead of going to go get a three and a half star kid that would fit the system, 
Um, so that's what I like about Lloyd. I think, you know, and I think he has been smart. I mean, Henderson fit, but Henderson would fit a lot of systems mm-hmm. if he's willing to accept the right role. You know, again, Ramey fits a lot of systems. Um, but yeah, so to me, the w- more wide open system and the ability to be freer allows you to bring in different talents, a lot like what Luke did. Luke could just constantly reinvent himself and not have, and you know, his down years during the heyday. Right. Were four seats and five seats. Right. Remember, there was a stretch from what, 88 to... 88 to uh, 03, where the lowest seed was a five seed. Yeah. And that was once a five seed. And right. a four Correct. seed. Remember, people always love 97, those plucky, those plucky cats were a four seed. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um, so that's the beauty of this system. And we've seen it in Gonzaga, where. You know, and again, it's a different schedule, but it's not on the off season. They don't, they're, 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 they don't slip now to an eight or nine seed anymore. Right. Um, because they just rebuild and they're able to go and get that international talent and, and fit those guys in. Uh, whereas again, Miller did not quite have that ability. And it's not a knock on Miller so much as it's, I think he's going to be more successful with Xavier, frankly, than he was at Arizona. Because, again, I think he's a regimented system coach agreed, totally who agreed. has to fit guys in his system. And, you know, there's a reason, honestly, Sindak couldn't win more with Harden. Right. Because uh, Harden didn't fit that system. Correct. And he's going to be much better with a bunch of Derek Glassers than he is with a uh, with a James Harden like that. Real quick, Brad, before we're going to get to Umar Ballo, because I think that's an interesting question. And uh, KB Thiel talking about Boswell likely to be cleared. Have I told you about the DraftKings Sportsbook app, code word PHNX? You have. All right. Well, you know what? Sometimes you just got to reemphasize things until people will, until it's just totally etched into your head. Branding, Mike. It's called branding. Branding. Here's the deal. New customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win and get $200 in free bets if they do. If that's not enough, everyone can boost the winnings with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Right now, for every leg you add, you can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why bet on football anywhere else? That's the question. To make things even sweeter, you can throw down on stepped-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. It's simple. DraftKings Sportsbook app. Download it. Use promo code PHNX and uh, the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. And a big thanks to our friends at Tap and Bottle. Um, Downtown, Scott and Rebecca. Great stuff going on down there for every away game. That is the place to be. Had a very good showing. And you know what? Our good friend William Brad Alice has been up there twice. You might be able to see one of the dawns of the Arizona sports scene. That's how uh, that's how we do it right there. Four Peaks Brew is also there as well. Right. So Umar Ballo, though, I find fascinating because his body has been totally transformed. I mean, last year, I mean, he was solid, but this year he's rocking big, lean muscle. Um, I don't know what to expect from him, to be honest with you, but... I think that this is a guy that could really average 11 and seven, 12 and seven. Am I being unrealistic there? No, I think, I think the thing with Ballo and probably uh, Vester or as well, is I think you're going to have feast and famine games with both guys. Right. There are going to be nights. Ballo is going to have like a 27 point night. Right. He's going to like be matched up on some undersized guy. Uh, you know, it's gonna one of these one of these teams is gonna come in and they're gonna have a bunch of six seven 
uh, lean power forwards trying to guard him, and he's going to dominate. And he's going right. to put everything back. Um, and they'll have nights he disappears. Um, he's going to have nights where he's chasing a 6'9 guy, you know, like an Oregon-type guy around and, and not be as involved offensively. But to me, I don't have any questions about Arizona's front court. Right. Um, my only question is who gets the minutes? Because I think Arizona, when you look at Ballo, Viser, uh, Tabellus, Henderson, you know, you're not even talking Dylan Anderson. Right. That's that, that that's a deep front court. It's a very um, deep front court. And again, Henderson's an undersized four when he plays out there, but it makes matchup nightmares. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think maybe the question is not what does Ballo average, but what does the the big three average? Right. And if they can average some combination of 40 and 20, mm-hmm. and I don't, and it might be more to be honest, but well, I was going to say, if anything, it could be more 40 and, but if you can get, you know, your 16 out of, uh, to Bellis and seven each out of the other two with, you know, again, a combination of 20 something boards, Arizona is going to have one of the better front lines in the country. And I think they have that possibility. Let's talk. All right. Kylan Boswell here. Um, to me, and again, I've said this a bunch of times, it sounds like he might be elig- able to play pretty uh, uh, pretty early on. I've always felt with a Boswell that it was all, for me, it was all about next year. And I guess the main reason why is because I think next year that they're going to be absolutely loaded. And I think that Kirk Reese is going to play a ton this year. And then you don't bring in guys like Ramey to not play more than 25 per game. Pella's probably going to play a ton. I don't know where all the minutes come from this year, but this year to me was always kind of an acclimation period. Get ready, get healthy, because again, he's young for his grade right here and be ready to rock and roll this year or next year. And anything that he can give you is basically icing on the cake this year. That's at least my take. Am I underestimating what he could possibly do? No, but I think think in a perfect world, three guys give Tommy Lloyd headaches in a Mm -hmm. good way. Right. It's Ramey. No, excuse me. It's uh, Boswell, it's Ball, and it's Henderson. Right. And if Tommy Lloyd is huddling with Murph and Foy and and, and and Robinson and trying to figure out where do I get minutes for these guys, right? That's the problem you want to have. Um, unfortunately, it also means probably one of them might leave at the Christmas right. break. But uh, and it's not Boswell because Boswell knows. He knows his role. Yeah. And again, I think with Boswell, the beauty of it is even if he's cleared early, you don't have to play him early. Right. But the best thing is there's going to be one. Hopefully there's one of these nights. They're up 18 on Oregon State. You, you put Boswell in and, and he finishes with 12 at the end. Of the, and you're like, oh, yeah, right. Exactly. Play him more. Right. Same thing we kind of saw with the Dama ball a little bit last year. Mm, it's like, man, ooh, let's, let's see a little bit more of that. Um, you know, in a perfect world, they'd go with the, you know, uh, the, the, the Patino five-man uh, line change. Mm, right. They'd go 10 deep. Right. Um, I'm not counting on it. But, yeah, I think these are good. The, again, these are better problems to have. The, you know, again, KB just said it. Dylan Anderson starts for Law Pack 12 teams, or he's and he's mm-hmm. not going to play much this year, right. barring foul trouble. And that's a really good problem to have. The fact that, you know, you can bring Boswell along slowly. The fact that, you know, Henderson or Balls might be the odd man out. 
Lars right. is as good as we think. That's a good problem to have. It's a frustrating problem. It's a good problem to have. All right, Brad, real quick. Let me tell you about game time. I'm a pro For all of you good procrastinators out there, well, you good procrastinators, whatever you want to call I'm it. I'm very good at procrastinating. You are good at procrastinating. I've seen it. Um, but you know what? When you excel at so many things like William Brad Alice, sometimes things are going to procrastinate a little bit. But here's the deal. Game time is the hottest new ticketing uh, site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concerts, shows, you name it, they got it. Save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there like the William Brad Alice's. If you love PHNX, then you'll love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description. All right. Big picture, Brad. Just talking with Arizona Hoops. Um, this to me, 17 feels about right. Um, I don't think I don't think that they're much above that right now. They could be, but I also don't think that they're lower than that. I think they have a pretty high floor, is what uh, is what some of the uh, is what the kids say. Yeah, I think you're. I think you're right. I, I just don't see a scenario where this team struggles. Um, and part of it's again, the league's not that good again. Right. I mean, there's a couple really good. Again, I think Oregon's really good. I think UCLA is really good. I'm not sure if anyone else. I mean, I right. guess I'm maybe discounting USC, and I always discount USC. But um, so Arizona's going to stock up some wins, and the and the off season, you know, schedule is strong enough that you can get a good seed, but not so good that you're, you know, five and five heading into Christmas. Right. Um, so yeah, I think Arizona's talented enough. They're going to be good. How good? I don't know. Can can they be great? I don't know. Um, I'm not counting it out. Uh, you know, um, it just, there is a lot of potential there. There's a lot of potential basketball is here. And that means even more talk, Brad can't thank you enough for hopping on here. My man, uh, we will talk with you soon. Um, where can they find you? You got any podcasts going on? What's up? Probably not going to have a podcast for another week. I'm between being under the weather, as you've seen me cough several times. I've uh, hopefully muted it, most of them, and uh, having the kids home for fall break. I'm going to try and get one by the end of the week, but I'm not really counting on it. Uh, but I should be back up and, and running next week after that. Uh, but find me, WSR Brad, on uh, Twitter. Uh, you can find the podcast, even though it's been a couple weeks since I put one up on all the platforms. And I'll work on my pronunciations. Right. He's Brad Alice. Can't thank you enough, my man. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. Sounds good. All right. You've been thanks so much. You've been listening to the PHNX Wildcats podcast. Mm -hmm.